prophecy is being fulfilled, but things are not turning out as some expected. The world of reason and rationality has been turned upside down. There's a war raging against Christianity. Old landmarks are being obliterated. The media seems to be on a crusade to denigrate Jesus Christ while giving a free pass to a lawless society. Now is the time to reread the prophecies, trust in Christ, and defend the faith of our fathers. Here's John Carter with part one of Prophecy Alert. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. A warm welcome to you. Special welcome to our host of this program, Wayne Hackett, my old dear friend from Southern California. We're just so glad that you joined us. Wherever you're viewing this program today, a very sincere and uh, a very warm welcome to you. Welcome, my friend, to our changing world. We are now entering, I believe, the last great conflict. And the weapons of our warfare have got to be different to the weapons of the world and the weapons of the politicians. Our weapons must be truth, kindness, love, and the power of the spirit of the living God. So welcome today to this Prophecy Alert. I want to start today by turning to the words of one of the greatest personalities who has ever, ever graced this planet. And I'm referring to the great Saint Paul. He wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 4 these words. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Listen, my friend, the Bible teaches that there is a coming judgment day. There is a judge and there is a judgment day. You can believe it. Then Paul goes on to say, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. The great need today is for mighty men of God to stand up and stop playing politics and start to preach the word. What do you say, my friend? Preach the word. For the time will come, he says, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching... <laughs> Because they've got itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. The Bible says that in the last days, multitudes of people are going to have itching ears. <laughs> They'll want preachers and politicians to scratch their ears and tell them what they want to hear. I want to tell you, folks, something. We're in this day and age right now. Then Paul says, But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Preach the word and stay out of politics. 
Then he says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. The message is this. Because we live in an age of crookedness, when so many people have got itching ears, the message is preach the word and preach the truths of the word of God. What do you say? Why does the teaching of the truth offend some people? Of course truth is going to offend some people. But we're not in the business of pleasing people and we're certainly not in the business of trying to offend people. Truth has always been an offence in this world. There's the offence of the cross. You go back to the first century, you go into, I think it's into the catacombs, and there is a drawing of the cross. It's, rep, it's meant to represent the cross of Jesus. And on the cross is crucified a donkey. That's what people thought about Christianity in the first century. Christ was a donkey. And so truth has always been an offence to many, many, many people. The vast majority of people in the world have never been on the side of the truth. You don't discover the truth by (laughs) counting noses. You discover the truth by going to the very, the very word of God. And that is exactly what we're going to try to do today by the grace of God. Preach the word. Do you see the culture wars as a powerful fulfillment of prophecy? We are seeing today, I believe, a warfare against God, the Bible, Christianity, Jesus Christ, and the law of God. Now, some people call this the culture wars. You can call it what you like, but it's the war against God. I'm going to read you a text from the very, very words, the very mouth of Jesus. Matthew 24, verse 11 and 12. Our Lord said this, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many, or the Greek says, the love of the most, the majority, will grow cold. The Bible says the last days will be characterized by the very spirit of lawlessness. People will be fighting the law of God and they'll be looking for preachers and teachers and politicians who are going to scratch their long ears. Now, I'm going to read you a statement now from Paul. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3, 7, and 8. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, that's the day of the Lord's return, will not come unless the falling away comes first 
and the man of sin is revealed, the man of perdition. Now, this prophecy was fulfilled in the first and the second, the third centuries when there was a falling away from the truth and the great Antichrist was revealed. But as it was fulfilled back there, it is going to be filled full in these last days and we are going to see a tremendous spirit of lawlessness against the truth of the Bible. Are you listening to me? Paul goes on to say these words. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So let let this sink down into our minds. We can only understand the cultural wars in the light of Bible prophecy. And that is why we're calling this program Prophecy, Prophecy Alert, because in the last days we will have the very spirit of lawlessness. However, however, not all good men remain silent. It seems to me today that many men who should be preaching the truth of God are remaining silent. I have a friend in southern Illinois, you probably know all about him, Danny Shelton. He's put out a book called Spiritual Vigilantes. If you write to me or to 3ABN, we'll send you a copy of it. And in this book, we have a clear exposition of the truths of the Bible and a call to stand up for God and to stand up for the commandments. The foundations of society, my friend, are being moved. In the very beginning of time, God gave in his infinite love and wisdom two great pillars of society. If you remove those two great pillars of society, society is wrecked. Listen. The two pillars of society are seldom mentioned today. What are they? And why are they so important? The two great pillars of society. While these two great pillars of society were established by Jesus Christ, the Creator, at the time of creation, the place in the Garden of Eden. I'm going to take my Bible and I'm going to come now to Genesis, let me see, Genesis chapter 1, getting hot here. Genesis chapter 1 and uh, verse, let me see, Genesis 1 and I think it is verse 27, got it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. The Bible talks here about the establishment of marriage. Now, please don't get mad with me because I never wrote these words. The Bible talks about what happened in the very beginning and God gave two great pillars and one of those pillars was a pillar that was the rock of society and that was marriage. 
between a man and a woman. And I'm going to read now Genesis chapter 2 and verse 23 and 24. Are you listening to me, my friend? You got to hear this. We're talking today about a great prophecy alert. I want you to hear this. Genesis chapter 2, 23, 24. Adam said, Adam means the man. The man said, Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Listen, it was believed for thousands and thousands of years. It is believed by millions and billions of people that the great foundation pillar of society was marriage between one man and one woman. I never said it. God said it. The great creator God said it. The God who's going to be our judge. That was believed by billions, thousands of years. Some time back, I was watching CNN in our home in Thousand Oaks, California. I was watching the famous uh, interviewer, Piers Morgan, the Englishman. He was interviewing the famous Southern California pastor, Rick Warren. He's got this great church down in Southern California. And they were talking about this great pillar of society. They were talking about marriage. And Rick Warren, as a minister of the gospel, said marriage is between one man and one woman. Or he said, I'm taking it from the Bible. Pierce Morgan said, well, maybe the time has come for us to change the Bible. That's what he said. Perhaps the time has come for us to change the Bible. Rick Warren said, never, never, never. We cannot change the Bible because it is the very word of God. What is happening today, though, my friend, there is a war against marriage and there is a war against God. Now, if you come with me to Matthew chapter 19, verses 4 to 6, you got the words of Christ. We shouldn't argue about the words of Christ. People say to me, well, I, I got my opinion. Everybody's got the right to his opinion. Well, you do. But not everybody has got the right to his own truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to have absolute truth and absolute certainty, my friend, you go to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, the great creator and the savior of all men, the person who died on the cross for you and for me. Jesus said this, Matthew 19, verses 46. And he answered and said to them, here it is. Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Hey, listen, this is the creator talking. 
Do you believe our U.S. Supreme Court has waged war against traditional family values? Yes, Wayne. I do believe it. I do believe the Supreme Court has waged war against the law of God. Who gave the Supreme Court that authority? Certainly not God. They took it unto themselves. Now, please, let me give you just a little bit of history. The Clintons, a number of years ago, when President Clinton was in the White House, he had passed, got Congress to pass it, DOMA, D-O-M-A, the Defense of Marriage Act. The Democratic president, he was so, so strong that marriage was between one man and one woman, he passed the Defense of Marriage Act. But what went wrong? Because something did go wrong. Well, we come then to the days of President Obama and Vice President Biden. And Vice President Biden used all his persuasive charm to tell President Obama, no, marriage is not just between one man and one woman. And Obama became convinced. And his daughters also <laughs> persuaded him that marriage was not just between one man and one woman. Wouldn't it have been nice if they'd gone to the Holy Scriptures. Listen, let me tell you about the supreme blunder that the US Supreme Court did. The supreme arrogant blunder. They redefined marriage. Who gave them the authority? They gave themselves the authority and they passed it by a slim majority of five to four. Listen, they changed the meaning of marriage that had been accepted by billions of people all around the world in every religion. What supreme arrogance to go against God, tradition, history, and culture, I ask you, what could there be a greater sin and a greater blunder? The Supreme Court had no authority to enter into the realms of religion and natural law. The US Supreme Court put itself above God. They put, they put itself above Holy Scripture and the Supreme Court put itself above Jesus Christ. And we wonder, as Alexander Solzhenitsyn said concerning the overthrow of communism, we wonder... Why have all these things come upon us? Why is everything falling apart? And why is our nation unraveling? We have free will. So do we have the freedom to disobey God? Now, some folks, Wayne, may disagree with me. They have the privilege, haven't they? We don't have to agree. We, we don't need to be disagreeable, but uh, we don't have to agree with everybody. We can be agreeable, even though we're disagreeing. 
But let me, let me talk to you about this because yours is a, a very, very good question. We believe that the almighty creator God gave to the human race the gift of freedom of choice. You can read about this in Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve had the privilege and the opportunity to obey God or to disobey God. God made us as free moral agents. I am free to choose evil. And the human race did this. And look at the consequences. You can look at the story in Genesis chapter 3 and read your newspaper, look at Time magazine, look at television, and you will see what has happened. Do gays have rights to choose their lifestyle? As a Christian minister and a conservative Christian minister, let me say this. I want to say it so loud and clear. God loves every person. You are distinct. You are made in the image of God. You are not an animal. You are not a machine. God loves you. Christ died for you. God loves homosexuals. God loves the gay community. They have rights. They have the right to choose. I may not agree with their choices, but God has given them that right. And they have, listen to this, every person is entitled to respect and dignity. Just because I disagree with what a person is doing, it doesn't mean that I've got to hate him. Jesus said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. What a good place the world would be if people would only obey what Jesus said. President George Bush said the gays had the rights to civil unions. That's what the conservative president said. But listen carefully. No one has the right to change the definition of marriage. Not Bill Clinton, not Barack Obama, not the Supreme Court, not the Pope, nobody, nobody, nobody. We stand today firmly on the Word of God and we believe that the Word of God is our authority. What is more, no one has the right to try to force a Christian to go against his conscience. Now, as a Christian, I believe that I should respect your choices. But I say this to you, please respect my choices and don't persecute me because I cannot go along with your liberal agenda because I can't go along with the Supreme Court. Don't persecute me as a Christian. Now, there are many wonderful things about the United States of America. The United States of America, and I'm proud to be an American citizen as well as an Australian citizen. I've got two passports. The United States of America, I think more than any other country in the world, was founded on the concept of religious liberty and the separation of church and state. And I believe that you've got the right to worship God or not to worship God according to the dictates of your conscience. But please don't try to force me to go against my conscience 
because of some foolish decision of the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, I want to go on record as a Christian minister. I believe that we owe to the homosexual community respect, even though we may not agree with them. We owe them respect. When I was pastoring a great and a marvelous church in Los Angeles, that tremendous city in Southern California, I had the privilege of baptizing a gay who was dying of AIDS. He came to my meetings. I was able to lead him to Christ. He came to Christ, believed in Christ. And like we all have to do, confessed his sins and forsook his sins. Therefore, I believe we should respect people, whoever they may be. Do you agree with me? Write and tell me. want to hear from you. How have our adversaries, Russia and China, reacted to our redefining marriage? Well, personally, I think they're laughing. I think China and Russia and some of these other great nations are standing back in amazement. You know what they're saying? We won't have to go to war with them. They're going to war with themselves. If they get away from the great foundations of society, they will destroy themselves. Now today, we're talking about prophecy alert and the war against God. This is the first part of the series. We've got a second part coming up. Stay with us. The devastation in the Ukraine continues. We watch the heartbreaking images of Ukrainian lives torn apart. They are escaping from the sanctity of their homes, looking for safety. We feel helpless, but there is a lot we can do. We can pray that this will end. We can relieve a small amount of their suffering by sending medicine, clothing, and food. For decades, John Carter and the Carter Report team have been helping the Ukrainian people and bringing the Word of God to them. The means for delivering aid is in place. Because of you, the Carter Report has purchased a transport van and is moving supplies where they are needed most. All they have known is gone. Together, we can help them sustain hope and ease their fears. They are not invisible. We see them. We are one people in our Lord. Let us pray that soon we can welcome them home to rebuild their lives. Your gift can make a dramatic difference now for the survival of the Ukrainian people. Go to our website to make an online donation or please send your gifts to The Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, The Carter Report at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. 
Stay up to date about what the Carter Report is doing in the Ukraine by streaming the Carter Report on your favorite digital device. May God bless you for your kindness. God's love will prevail. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.